Yo, Nick here with a super quick heads up before you listen to this episode. When we recorded this episode that you're about to hear, the plan originally was for it to be an exclusive bonus episode for Tennis Pod Plus members. But after recording it, I decided this would actually be a better fit for the main feed. So, if you hear me or my guests mention this episode being on Tennis Pod Plus, or if the conversation seems just a little more casual and relaxed than the usual main episodes do, that's why. I just wanted you nosy Nancys to know that ahead of time so you're not confused as hell while listening. Again, this is no longer a Tennis Pod Plus exclusive. It's for everyone. It's now episode 169 on the main feed. Anyway, thanks for hearing me out. Now it's time to get to the episode and more importantly, get to some spooky shit. Here we go. Hello and welcome to a special bonus episode of the Tennis Podcast. And today I am joined by not one, but two guest sidekick hosts. I think this is a first, two guest sidekick hosts at the same time. This is Alicia and Sierra from the Twisted and Uncorked Podcast. Welcome, ladies. Hello. Hello. So excited. Thank you so much for having us. You're welcome. You are just minutes away from being podcast celebrities. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I felt it. And uh, we're already reaching a hall of fame with the first ever two sidekick hosts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as you guys know, I hope, the Twisted and Uncorked podcast is about all things twisted, like true crime and the paranormal. Uh, Brandon and I were actually guests on your show back in July of last year, where we covered the top 10 locations where dead bodies are found. And I understand we're going to cover somewhat similar topic today. But before we get into today's topic, why don't you guys give a really quick overview of your show? Yeah, so Twisted and Uncorked is uh, me, Sierra, in Tennessee, and Alicia in Canada, getting together and just chatting about all the twisted... Can I cuss on this podcast? Absolutely fucking not. God damn. (laughs) All the twisted shit that we are interested in, we rotate through categories. So one time we'll do a disappeared, unsolved, cult, conspiracy, haunted, murderless. And then on our Patreon, we have general murders and mysteries. It's lots of fun. We drink wine while we do it. And we also love to include fun facts. Yes, Mm -hmm. we are drinking right now. Alicia, what are you drinking? I have our uh, Boda Mini Wine Cab Sav from yesterday. Nice. I am actually drinking beer right now, but it's banana bread beer. Banana beer. Yeah. Oh, interesting. (laughs) I'm drinking... Nothing. Nothing. Yes. I was trying to think of something witty. Didn't happen. (laughs) Drinking nothing. Uh, And I was telling them before we hit record, I never drink anything when I record because I got crazy hands when I talk. That's wild to me. (laughs) I know. People are always surprised to hear that. Does your throat not get dry? Like... Oh, it does. I'm usually spending a few minutes in the kitchen, like, chugging a water when we're done. Oh, my goodness. Like, my throat's parched. <laughs> but, hey, the sacrifices we make it's for true. our art. It's true. And that's yeah. less noise you have to edit out afterwards. So, yeah. I exactly. Sorry. Well, speaking of water, liquids, you said also that you share fun facts on your show, and I learned... Dude. A new self-defense tactic today when I listened <laughs> oh. to your show because you mentioned the sea cucumber will throw its inner organs. I don't know if throw is the right word, but they <laughs> they'll use their inner know. organs. Yeah, eject. That was oh, it. I hate that more. <laughs> so I've started doing the same. Whenever I feel a threat coming on, uh, I will just reach inside, grab one of my organs, chunk it at them, and run. Do you ha- also have the ability to regrow your organs, though? Because that's impressive. No, that's the, that you, no. Oh, that's, that's the problem. We got to adapt. How many organs have been thrown so far? But like two or three. <laughs> okay. So okay. I think I got like maybe one left before I dropped it. Oh, okay. All right. Let us know how that goes but for you. But at least I'll have defended myself. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if this is the last episode of Tennis Podcast, it's because I voluntarily threw my own organs out. <laughs> So it's our fault, is what you're trying to but say. But the sea cucumber will do that. Yeah, so everyone out there should look up the sea cucumber, because that's what that motherfucker does. There's a pretty gnarly video that Sierra chose to watch while we recorded, and, it and she was upset really about it. It looks really cute and squishy like and cuddly at first. Disagree. And then it throws its organs out, and it's just like, why? It's not good anymore after that. <laughs> just for the record, it never at any time... Even if it kept its organs inside, looks cute and cuddly. 
I agree with you on that, Nick. I thought it was... She's like, it looks like a plushy stuffed animal. I'm like, no, it no. doesn't. Yeah. Okay, whatever. <laughs> nope. Uh, well, anyway, um, I brought the the girls on today, the gals, to quiz me and have me guess a list, which is... Dot, dot, dot. We are doing a list of the top 10 most famous haunted houses, quote unquote, in America. but. Here's the caveat. These are haunted by real ghosts Ah. with real visitors who come in and out and tell their stories about the experiences they had, which is maybe a little hard for you because I've heard you don't believe in ghosts. Uh Uh-oh. Busted. (laughs) I joined Tennis Plus recently because I was like, I need to know everything that there is to know. And I learned that you don't believe in ghosts. I was very upset. Well, look, I think... I feel like our friendship is based on a lie now, Nick. <laughs> friendship? Oh, come on. <laughs> Just kidding. But there was an episode we did recently on the most famous paranormal cases that the Warrens mm-hmm. did. Yes, mm-hmm. that was a good episode. Thank you. On that episode, if I'm remembering right, it's been a minute, but I think I said I'm open to being proven wrong right. on ghosts. I just haven't seen any... I've not seen anything to convince me yet. But that's going to all change right now. Tell me about your list. How was it compiled? Okay, so this list was compiled by taking multiple different lists of the best year-round haunted attractions and then cross-referencing them with stories that have been told about those attractions, as well as a little bit of opinion. I will throw that in there because some of the stories are like, that's bullshit. You made that up. Yeah, that so didn't happen. We, we, we kicked out some of those things. Um, but these are places where, you know, strange occurrences occur that are not easily explained by like leaky pipes or something. And I think there's yeah. only two or three on here that you will likely not know. Really? Okay. That was my next question is... Like, will be harder to guess than the obvious. Yeah. What I these are attractions. You will have heard of them, but they just might not be the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Okay. So, attractions meaning like these could be regular places that people visit often that happen yes. to also be haunted? Almost mm-hmm. all of them are still or at least once was a museum, a haunted museum. Mm-hmm. Ah, of course. All have a little okay. place in history. Right. This isn't going to be like the Amityville Horror House, for example. Correct, because no one's allowed to just walk in there and, you know, take a look around. (laughs) I wish. Except the ghosts. (laughs) Exactly. Unless you're a permanent residence there. Oh, because someone lives there now, right? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And we did exclude boats, like haunted... Oh, yeah, um, we excluded Yeah, haunted ships. We did exclude those. All of these are on land. What do you have against uh, boat hauntings? We don't. We love boat hauntings. There was two, <laughs> I believe, specifically that kind of knocked out two really good ones in the list. And maybe we should have just kept them in and made it a 12 yeah, list. We wanted to make it it's yeah. 10. 10 ish. <laughs> All right. right. We wanted to understand the assignment, okay? <laughs> and you did. We got a perfect 10. I'm going to hit all 10 of them with no mistakes immediately in the correct ranking. Of course. Of course you will. Do you want to give us your first guess? Yeah, <laughs> I need like... Think of... Okay. Okay. Let me go towards the bottom. That's what she said. We'll start kind of low. <laughs> That's what she said. Again. Goodness gracious. Um, there's multiple of them in California. Uh, what about Disney? No. Ooh, so, okay. No. I know what you're thinking with Disney, though. They are known for being haunted. So these okay. are attractions that people go to to be spooked. They're not going gotcha. there to like, you know, an amusement park. Hold Mickey Mouse's hand. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Mickey Mouse might try and hold your hand there, but it might not be Mickey Mouse. So let's start with this one because I think it's kind of easy. This is a house that is known for being extremely large. It was owned by a woman who moved from her own home after her family died to this house and she just built it and built it and built it and built it and kept building it forever you know this i'm in sure california I do. come on nick her husband owned a gun company westing no what West- it does start with a w yeah well i'm trying to think of that word that name 
This is why he didn't want us on his regular feed. He knew he was going to fail this at this. This is why I don't do well recording at night because my fucking brain is gone. It is Winchester. Winchester, yeah. That. Yes. That. <laughs> oh my gosh, Nick. Good job. Good Can job. you believe I got that on my first try? I can, honestly. What number do you think Can it you is? guys tell I've been doing this a long time? That is going to be number nine. Number six. I knew it. So close. <laughs> <laughs> the Winchester Mystery House is what it's called. So the history of the house, like Sierra kind of said, Sarah Winchester was married to the son of the Winchester rifle maker. After her husband and child died, she went to see a psychic who told her that they were killed by spirits of people who lost their lives to the Winchester rifles. She was told that the only way to keep the ghosts at bay was to build and never stop building. The house she built had 40 bedrooms, two ballrooms, 47 fireplaces, 17 chimneys, which is a non-equal number to the fireplaces, which is worrisome. <laughs> Three elevator stairs that led to the ceiling, doors that opened to the outside, and one working toilet. Wait, nice. what? Yeah, mm -hmm. just one. We, we got one carried toilet? away with everything else. Well, like, think about it. When you have to constantly build, you can't really build a toilet. You just install it. So you need to build the rooms for the toilets, right? Did she live alone? She did. Yes. After that? She did. Yeah, she built it to confuse the spirits. Yes, because the door, some of the doors went to nowhere. So she didn't need a bunch of working toilets. Yeah. Can't you just think of like a really tough riddle or something to confuse the spirits instead of like spending <laughs> time and money on building a confusing one-toileted mansion? Well, I mean, she's the heir of the Winchester rifle, so I think she's True. doing okay money-wise. And God bless the Winchester rifle company. <laughs> a lot of good they've done. Some of the hauntings that occur there are that Sarah allegedly also held or had a seance room in the house, either to try and speak to her deceased husband and child or to speak with the spirits that she felt were taunting her. Now, the construction of the home has since stopped, and it's believed that the spirits of the victims of the Winchester rifles have come back to their final resting place. She had a room just for seances? Yeah, she's crazy. Have you heard? I mean, that's pretty cool. Like a residential home. Priorities, seance room, one yeah. toilet. Right. And not a <laughs> chimney for every fireplace. Wasn't there 40-something fireplaces? I know. That's, more, that's a fire hazard, really. 47 and only 17 chimneys. That means there's 30 fireplaces. It's just billowing smoke into this house. Without proper fumigation, I'm worried. Yeah. I am. Well, I'm not worried about the ghosts. I'm worried about building code and like... <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Today, the Winchester Mystery House hosts walking tours, virtual tours, an escape room, axe throwing, and venues for weddings and meetings. Axe so throwing. You can go oh check it God. out. I hope they've added a few toilets. <laughs> I hope so, too. <laughs> I don't want to be in line at that attraction. Mm-mm. No. Interesting. Okay. What uh, year did, or what year range did, like, was she alive in that house building it? She built until she died. Which so? was in uh, 1922 is when she died. Okay. So roughly from 1842 to 1922. Hmm. Wild. I hadn't heard that story. Really? Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. Wow. Nick, okay. you're going to have a really tough time with the rest of this list if you haven't heard of Sarah Winchester. Yeah, I'm a little worried. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's, let's go to another one that I think you'll know easily. Actually, there's a couple of them that are this way, so you might be able to pick at least one of these. Crimes have happened in some of these, like awful, awful crimes, but then people go back, visit as a museum. Does that ring any bells? Well, like the CISA Hotel is not a museum. No. Correct. There's one uh, that a crime happened at that is a house, actually two of them that crimes happened at that are houses. The Lizzie Borden house? Yeah. And what number do you think it is? That's got to be high three. Ooh, no, number seven. Yeah, so uh, when you're looking at this list, keep in mind, and I again, this probably doesn't help you at all because you don't believe in ghosts. <laughs> Yet. Lizzie Borden, there was two people who died in that house, right? So there's not a yeah. lot of activity that's going to happen. There's only two people whose activity is going on. And it's not based on how many ghosts, but it's based on how many things happen. So 
the more people who are there, the more things that can happen. Oh, okay. That's why the museum element makes sense. Yeah. Because people are there a lot. And we all know that horrible song that goes with the Lizzie Borden house, right? Yeah. Is it horrible, though, or is it just really catchy? It's creepy. (laughs) Both things can be true. (laughs) The Lizzie Borden case has always fascinated me. I'm sure you guys are going to get into the overview here, but like, because it's just, I mean, quote unquote, just two murders Mm -hmm. in the family. Yes. Happened so long ago, but it's so famous and everyone knows about it. People that aren't in true crime have heard, like, at least the name Lizzie Borden before. Absolutely. It's it's just fascinating to me how that happens. It is. I think a lot of the reason why it's so well known, and even though no one really brings up the aspect anymore, we don't even know if she did it. Right? It was never proven that she did it. No, and that makes me even sadder that children would sing that rhyme at her, <laughs> whether or not she did it. Like, that's that's mean. <laughs> did they sing it to her while she was alive? Yes, when she moved out of that house and into a different house, kids would, like, knock on her door, kind of like oh, like Mickey Nine Door situation, and sing the song. So, yeah, they were pretty horrible. I think another reason that it initially became so famous is because you didn't hear a lot about women murdering people back in yes. those days, mm-hmm. right? Especially like, not in such a brutal yeah. fashion. They usually take exactly. the, yeah. the poison or the touchless approach to it. And yeah. this was mm-hmm. like a brutal murder. Yeah. Back in 1892, Andrew and Abby Borden were found dead, killed by an axe-wielding psychopath. The police's number one suspect was Andrew's daughter, Lizzie. She stood trial for the crimes, but was ultimately acquitted. She spent the rest of her life under a shadow of guilt and taunting. The residual sounds of that day haunt the building now. Laughs are heard coming from the top of the stairs, and the maid's screams upon discovering the Borden's echo throughout the building. That's terrifying. Where is the Borden house? Do you guys know? It is Um, in Fall River, Massachusetts, and it's now a museum and a bed and breakfast. So they have six different rooms that you can stay in if you'd like. You can still sit on the couch that Andrew Borden was found on if you so choose. The couch with his blood. Have you been there? I have not, but I've seen photos of... Yeah. It's a dirty couch. It's a a scary looking couch. Yeah. It's fucked. It's not very tasteful. But still really interesting. <laughs> it's not. I see people sitting on that couch in photos yeah. and I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, I, I'm guessing like no one in the family owns that. No. I'm sure anymore. it's just been turned over no. by now to. Yes. I know that the people that own the Lizzie Borden house are trying really hard to buy. I think Lizzie named her new home Maribel or Maybell or something. Her house is on the market right now and they're trying really hard to buy it. Um, so they can also make it into a bed and breakfast just because it's kind of tied to the family already. But I'm like, oh, God. Are you talking about the house that she moved in Moved after in afterwards, front? yes. Yeah. Yikes. Lizzie Borden, listener of the show. <laughs> yes. She's a Tennis Plus member, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great. So I should give you another guess then. Yes. Definitely. Is there any that's uh, a famous murder case like Lizzie Borden? Yes. yes. Hmm. More recent than the Lizzie Borden case, yes. but also way back when kind of thing. And also fucking brutal. Yeah. Well, I've ruled out Amityville. Is there any, like, the Warren cases that have, a, like, the, what's that lady? The lady in the, she walks in the field or whatever. What's her uh, name? No, no more Warren related. Well, I don't think this is a museum. and it's, Oh, I'll, I'll say it anyway. Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, that's a good guess. That's a good that's one. not an attraction though no unfortunately yeah or fortunately not sure yeah (laughs) point me in the right direction here all right don't tell me but point me let's go back to the true crime violent murder one love to this one the brutal murder also happened with an axe yes oh god and it's actually in the name of the house yeah axe kind of an awkward name that towards the end of the alphabet it's on the tip of your tongue i know it <laughs> you know it multiple people were killed x including yes. children it's always a bummer it's technically unsolved oh jesus okay where iowa 
Guys, I'm so embarrassed. Well, let's <laughs> okay, go. I'm just going to say, okay, did you hear that? No, I didn't hear it. Okay, I'm just oh, going to say, damn it. <laughs> something acts murder house. No? I know, I know it. Uh, <laughs> you do, you do. Velisca. Okay, yes, god damn it. <laughs> See? Okay, do you want to say Velisca acts murder house? Yeah, you can edit it however you want. Velisca acts murder house is yes, number job. five. Ooh, close. It is on the top, or ha- top half of our list at number Chopper. two. Oh, okay. Good job, Nick. We knew you'd get it. I mean, you guys have to be impressed. I am. (laughs) On June 10th, 1912, the old white frame house at 508 East 2nd Street became a grisly crime scene. The heinous murder of Josiah B. Moore, his wife, their four children, and the two young girls that were staying overnight as guests rocked the small town of Villisca, Iowa. A reverend traveling by train confessed to the crime, but was acquitted at the trial. The real murderer has never been identified. Some of the hauntings that occur there are residents, and this house has been restored to what it was at that time, minus like plumbing and electricity. So all of the original furniture is still in there, which is pretty creepy. Yeah, and there's like still holes yeah, in the wall like, from I the act. I know, it's so unsettling. So unsettling. After the fact, reported visions of a man with an axe and crying children have been reported. Multiple paranormal investigative teams, such as our favorites over at Destination Fear, have been inside the house and witnessed strange occurrences, including the bedposts snapping and the word reverend being said on the the recording tapes when they listen back. So creepy. So, I mean, you want to believe it was the Reverend, given that the ghosts from beyond are telling you that's who it is, but it's still technically unsolved. Did it tell you why he was acquitted, the Reverend, even though he admitted to it? He took back his confession. Yes. And because 1912, without the aid of DNA testing, all that fun stuff, there was nothing to hold him at the scene. Yeah, he originally confessed, and I think he said that he was, like, pressured into confessing or something. Yeah. Imagine being a fucking detective back when you just had, all you had to go off of was eyewitnesses and confessions. And your hunch. And your hunch, which got a lot of innocent people fucking killed. I'm yeah, sure. I know. Yeah. And uh, imprisoned. The Velisca Axe Murder House today. Oh, man. Sorry, I lost my place. I really want to go. I do too. Has both daylight tours and overnight tours. Overnight okay. tours? Yeah, nice. you can like Stay the night there. I think we need to have Nick and Brandon on the show again, and we need to record there. Oh, that would be, you know. I feel like that's even, a halfway point for all of us, right? Iowa. Is, yeah, right? Iowa. <laughs> Meet there. I don't believe in ghosts, like I said, but you're still not going to get me to stay overnight at a murder house like that. <laughs> why? What are you afraid of, Nick? I don't know. Right? It's like a mental thing, right? Because why would I be scared if I don't believe in hauntings? But... There's still like a, yeah, there's still some power there to that. Would you believe, if not ghosts, that people can Mm -hmm. create ghosts accidentally? Like basically like this manifestation thing, like people have said over and over again that there's ghosts. So now there's this weird energy there that we created with our own minds. Maybe not dead people, but Sure. I'd be more likely to believe that than dead people haunting. Yeah. That scares me a lot because that's what most people think that the Black Eyed Kids theory is. Mm. And that scares the shit out of me. Yeah, those Black Eyed Kids. They're no Black Eyed Peas, am I right? You're right. Yes, you are right. (laughs) I'm right. (laughs) Well, I am. It's not part of that group. This house, uh, I'm looking at pictures of it. They have restored it. It looks like an old-timey house. Right? Big Uh, old sign out front. Melissa Axe Murder House. Hmm. Nothing says welcome, come inside like an axe murder. I hope none of their families still live there and like oh, go and see yeah, that all the time. That like, would be tasteless, yeah. Axe murder. That was my family. You said something there. I can't even remember what it was, but I remember like thinking, oh, I need to guess this next. And I'll guess that next. And that is the Bell Witch house. Ooh, oh, that's a good one. But that was a good one. Bell Witch was. If we had continued, probably would have been like 13 or 14. 
but it's also not a house. So the Bell Witch, the haunted part of it, the house had been torn down. The haunted part of it is actually just a cave. It's the Bell Witch Cave now. And I tried to go when I went and visited Sierra. They're only open during October. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of these yeah. places couldn't stay open for the pandemic and yeah. survive oh, through all okay. of that, too, which is always a bummer, um, yeah. which is why they're only open at, in October now, which, yeah, but that is a really good guess. We love a good witch story slash poltergeist. Are there any houses associated with the serial killer? No. No. Okay. I don't think there are any more houses. Think old-timey prison. Ah, there's one more house. Think old-timey prisons, underground tunnels, plantations, asylums. Hotels. Hotels. Okay, so we already ruled out Cecil Hotel, right? Yes, yes. Cecil Hotel is not on there. There is a hotel that I'm surprised you haven't guessed yet. Oh, the Overlook Hotel. Oh, no. No, but good guess. Or wait, it, that's, that's the fictional name. The real name is... Um... <laughs> it's in Colorado. Yes, it is. Yes, you got it. Is. What is it? <laughs> uh, so in in The Shining, it's called the Overlook, but I think the uh-huh, real name yes. is. Uh... I know you're. God Stephen damn it, King fan. I can't. I can't think it's of the name. The name of I my dog. The... Do you know my dog's name? <sighs> I'm drawn. All I can think about is that the hotel is also in Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Stanley. <laughs> Stanley. God. The Stanley Hotel. Yes. Yes. The Stanley Hotel. And what number, number is one. that, Nick? Oh, no. It's not. That's a, I would have guessed that, too, though. Yeah, I, I would have, I think the biggest reason for that not being number one is I think a lot of those people are lying. So Probably. But it is number five. Number five. I knew it. I, yeah. Stanley You're Hotel. just on fire right now. I actually can't even believe it. For somebody that doesn't believe in ghosts, wild. So the... <laughs> Am I selling it too much? <laughs> yeah, just bring it down a notch or two. So the Stanley Hotel was built in 1909. It's most notably known for being the setting and inspiration for Stephen King's The Shining, like you just yeah. said, Nick. Many people have come and gone through this very old building, and some people think that the ghosts of those people decided to go back for an everlasting vacation. Many of the guests have reported sightings of ghosts, mysterious piano music playing, eerie shadows, flickering lights, and moving of objects on their own. Even though a terrible event didn't happen necessarily at this location, investigators have called this place a paranormal Disneyland. Yeah. Paranormal Disneyland, wow. If you were a ghost, where would you hang out and haunt? Oh, this is a great choice for a ghost because, think about it. I'm looking at pictures. Everyone should look this place up. But it's like, pretty incredible. If you've seen the movie The Shining, you've also seen it. But like, it's huge, like majestic hotel. Immediately behind it are mountains. It's got huge property with trees and statues. And I think there really is a hedge maze somewhere. This is a great choice because you can hang out in the hotel. You can hang out in one of the rooms. You can hang out in the kitchen. You can hang out in the main room. You can play outside. Do ghosts play, you think? <laughs> I, I want to hope so. that they play. Yeah. Okay. I mean, ghost children play, so why can't ghost adults play? Yeah. I see. This is the thing. If I was a ghost in haunting, I would want to like haunt people that have wronged me. Is that weird? Like, mm. I want to go no. and get my revenge. I'm not going to hang out in a hotel. I totally fuck with people. But you just <laughs> right. get, you, you get your revenge for a few months and then you're bored and you're ready to um, move on. I guess those people eventually die. You're right. You're ready to settle down at the Stanley Hotel. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. This is where ghosts go to retire. The Stanley Hotel. <laughs> Makes sense. Love it. I like it. Yeah. It is now currently still a hotel. There is also an apartment side for extended stays. There's a lodge for meetings and weddings and condominiums if you want to buy a place for residences. There are also six restaurants, multiple events a year, and historic tours done there. Damn. Historic tours. Okay. So you can't yeah. get a tour of the... Because that's what I would want to do is go there. And I, I imagine rooms there are expensive. Yes. I believe I looked them up and they were um, between three and 600 a night. So hmm. For you to write the next great book, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. About all these 
horrible crimes we've covered. And again, hotels also in Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> okay, so I have number two, the... the, the okay. Villisca Axe Murder Villisca, House. thank you. I always have trouble. Mm-hmm. Number five, the Stanley Hotel. Number six, the Winchester Mystery House. And number seven, the Lizzie Borden B&B. B&B. Do you want to give us another subpar guess or... Oh, wow. Okay, damn. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. You said I was too nice before. I've gotten the other way. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay, I'm reeling a bit. Now you know how all your sidekick hosts feel that you brought on oh, the last on. couple weeks, I've been weeks, very right? kind to you. <laughs> I've been accommodating. You were very kind, yes. With the exception of your childhood buddy, Buster. You were a little extra savage to him, but oh, that's well. to be expected. That's to be expected. He deserved every bit of it. Absolutely, he did. His guesses were shit. Thank you. <laughs> Let me give you another guess. Um, the ones left we have, I'm going to tell you like the what it is, like what kind of quote unquote house. Okay. We have an asylum, a plantation, a penitentiary, a brewing company, huh. a house, and a tunnel. Is the tunnel like the um, Underground Railroad? No. Think the Pacific Northwest. This might not be something you've ever heard of, honestly. This is a very haunted one. Unless you are a dedicated listener of Twisted and Uncorked and you've That's listened true. to the first few episodes. Episode five, actually. I mean, <laughs> it's possible I listened to episode five, but that would have been a long time ago. Yes, yeah. that's true. I don't Over remember. a year ago. Yeah. It's very history heavy. It's in Oregon. I feel like I remember a tour of tunnels when I was in Oregon. Or like yes. an underground. Yes, Think probably. like trapped doors being pulled, yeah. people falling below. It's a, it, the name of the tunnels is a term that they use for that. For falling down trap doors. Probably a racist term, honestly. Yeah, definitely a racist term. You're going to have to just tell me. The Shanghai Tunnels. The Shanghai Tunnels. Mm-hmm. Do you yes. want to guess what number we're working with here? Eight. Oh, very close. Number ten. I think that's the closest you've been. Yeah, good job. <laughs> that won't make sense to the listeners because by now I've already carefully uh, edited this episode you're right, to you're make right. it sound like I got them all right. Yes, that's true. That's true. <laughs> now we just look like assholes. That's basically what it is. Oh, you've looked like assholes for a while, but... <laughs> He brought it out all ladylike, and then I said subpar guess, and now he's like, the gloves are off. <laughs> no, the gloves are off, for sure. <laughs> so the Shanghai Tunnels in Portland get their name from the practice that became known as quote-unquote Shanghaiing, kidnapping and selling men as workers on ships headed to East Asia. Wow. Some of the hauntings that occur there are men and women who have been taken and trafficked by way of these tunnels and killed either by accident, in the taking, or on purpose, and are said to haunt the tunnels. Visitors have been known to feel people touching them or breathing on their necks. Gross. It could be kind of romantic. In in an underground tunnel? Well, I mean, yes, actually, because there were sex workers down there, too. Oh, yeah, true. It could be romantic. Maybe that's why you're getting touchy field up in there. They're just trying to make some money in the afterlife. Yeah. <laughs> but for what do they need the money? That's the question. Like Old habits die hard. <laughs> like you alluded to, there are historic and paranormal guided walking tours of Portland's underground. They've been very popular these past few years. However, a recent closure of a restaurant with an entrance into the underground has made it hard to conduct the tours. I haven't looked lately, but they were temporarily closed due to COVID and all that. Um, They're trying to create a virtual tour option. That might be because I remember when I was in Oregon this past summer, and I feel like we looked at this and we couldn't go. Yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. And you didn't come to Canada to visit your good pal Alicia? What the fuck? Canada is a huge place. She lives like this close to the border. I live like six hours from Oregon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I don't need to come visit you in Canada because we're going to all meet in Iowa at the at the Axe Murder House. Yes, exactly. That's true. Yes, we're just going to hang out. Brandon doesn't know what's happening yet, but he's already been invited. Brandon uh, will have to put that hot dog down for long enough yeah. to yeah. listen to this invite. You guys are so mean. 
He's going to have to bring a whole cooler of hot dogs. He has to feed all of us, okay? I have been hashtag hot dog Nick since the beginning, so just say it. Yeah, I know. It's been great having you guys. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. I'll finish this episode by myself now. I know you guys are joking because not no one could really believe hot dog Nick. But. I yes. just like to root for the underdogs. That's all. Yeah, Sierra does yeah, have an underdog syndrome. No mm-hmm. hot dog intended there, but uh, yeah, it is, it is a complex of hers. Under hot dog. Okay, the Shanghai tunnels look pretty creepy from the photos I looked at. They yes. do. Okay, so you mentioned a plantation. Yes. yes. So I'm trying to think what that one is. A very famous plantation named after a type of tree. In a very famously spooky part of America. Uh, Mississippi? Close. Close. Very close. uh, Louisiana? Yeah. Oh, you know, this isn't the plantation, but while we're in Louisiana, is there the, what's her name? The house that she killed a bunch of black people? Oh. Madam, god damn it, starts with a... An L, love, la, la, hang on. All right, she's a, a voodoo priestess, I know. La Lori. Uh, la Lori, yes. Yeah. La Lori, yeah, no, that one's not on there. Madame La Lori. She's not on there? Okay. No. no, but very good guess. See, I have good guesses, they're just not you on do. the list. <laughs> yeah, you do. Okay, so back to the plantation, we're in Louisiana. All right, I'm cheating. Louisiana plantation. You can cheat. It's fine. It's big. It's beautiful. It's Victorian. Yeah, he's totally Googling. I can hear it's him fine. typing. <laughs> fine. There's it's panic there's typing. Multiple, so maybe, you know, maybe it'll still be hard. Myrtle's plantation? That yes. Oh, it is. Okay. That is it. I haven't heard of this one. <gasps> what? Oh, my God. Did you guys cover this one too? I did on a Patreon episode. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. We did a release on Friday the 13th, so I tried to make it spooky. <laughs> okay, so what number? It's got to be... Let's see. Uh, we'll go four. Ooh, very close. Number three. Good job. I knew it. Well done. He knew it. Myrtle's Plantation. Yes. It's really pretty if you're going to look it up here. Yeah. So Myrtle's Plantation was built in 1796 by General David Bradford. Myrtle's Plantation was the site of many deaths of generations of families that lived there. I believe it. One family lost their young daughter to yellow fever. A woman lost two of her children, allegedly to poisoning by a vengeful slave woman. A voodoo priestess was hung on the grounds of the property, and deaths of Confederate soldiers were alleged to have happened during a a battle. This photo is... um... Pretty incredible. The photos are really fun. Yeah. Have you seen the photo of Chloe? Or any of the other ghosts that are said to... Look up Chloe at Myrtle's Plantation while Alicia tells you about the hauntings. Okay. It is considered to be one of America's most haunted sites, serving today, again, as a bed and breakfast. The ghost of Chloe is one of the most famous ghosts there. The alleged vengeful, vengeful enslaved woman was has made many appearances, including a famous photo that was turned into a postcard, standing outside of the buildings where she's staring at the camera. There's also children heard laughing, crying, sometimes even seen in photos. The beds shake and vibrate, according to guests that have stayed there. There are disembodied footsteps walking around outside the building, specifically on the front porch and the 13th step of the plantation where uh, multiple deaths are said to have happened. So, yeah, it's a little spooky. Did you see the picture? Well, there's a bunch of pictures. Is there a specific one I should look at? There's one with two buildings and then right in between, there's just a person standing there staring at the I camera. I see that. But it's like a see-through transparent person. Yeah, like you can see the slats of the house behind her. I see it. Her. Yep. Creepy. Yep. Chloe. Was she said to be a slave there? Yes. Yeah. She was the one that allegedly poisoned the two children oh. of three that originally lived in the house because she was upset because there was a supposed little love triangle happening there. She was dating the patron of the house and... Mm. She uh, was pissed Dating. off that, well, <laughs> well brown chicken, brown mean. cow, like yeah. there's. 
<laughs> Things were happening behind the scenes. I was not scenes. expecting brown chicken, brown cow tonight. Is Thank that you. not your favorite? Oh, goodness. Well, Chloe could have also been upset. You mentioned the love triangle, but she could have also been upset just for being a fucking slave. Uh, which yes, that's I very true. We don't blame her. We don't blame no. her for that either. She's hmm. always seen wearing a green headscarf when she is sighted because for eavesdropping, she had her ear cut off. So, Oh, and Chloe was a real person. Yes. yes. For sure. Like, absolutely. Yes, documented real person. Yeah. Yep. There is no documentation that proved how the children died, whether it was of yellow fever or by poisoning from Chloe. But those two ghost kids are typically seen in a mirror. And some of the most famous photos that are Googled of Myrtle's plantation look like fingerprints on a silver mirror. I and saw those that. are supposedly the kids. So Creepy. There's also a photo, there's a couple photos where you can see semi-clearly a person's face in the background, like looking through a door window or something yeah it's icky it's icky you can book a walking tour an overnight stay or just go there and have dinner you gotta put that on our list also i yeah. go there for the tour yeah would not stay the night you wouldn't stay the night it's like come on Nick. basically a hotel but you there's know? like other people are staying there too we're all just talking about chloe haunting bitches over there and now you guys want me to stay the night there why listen i was never a slave owner you didn't cut her ear off you're safe so you guys do believe in ghosts so why do you want to stay there i because... believe that ghosts are good yeah i grew up in a house that had ghosts so <laughs> um specifically the most well-known one george the friendly ghost is what we called him and so he george. saved her nose from being broken he did he did we i went down the stairs in a laundry basket and i stopped or hitting the wall. Like, not because I hit the wall, suddenly. but just stopped. Because of George. Yeah. Yes. I believe that George stopped the laundry basket and saved my nose from being broken. Well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's like, and you crazy. <laughs> Look, I think George is a great guy. Nothing against George. Yeah, we love a George. Okay, so I need, I'm looking here, one, four, eight, and nine. Yes. I need the penitentiary and the asylum. It's one you've heard of. It has to be one you've heard of. Multiple true crime paranormal podcasts have covered the penitentiary and the asylum. Yeah. And the asylum. I'm sure it's like most of these things, other than Myrtle's plantation, I've heard of all these after you tell me. <laughs> it's like before you tell me. I still can't me. believe you've never heard of Myrtle's plantation. That's wild to me. Uh, I, I mean, maybe I've heard it in passing and I just didn't catch the name. You blocked it out because you didn't believe in ghosts. Yeah, fair enough. Let me go back to the penitentiary. So, not Alcatraz, no. right? No. I was surprised, actually, when we made this list that Alcatraz wasn't on it because I've been there and that shit's yeah. scary. This one is on the East Coast. It's a, a direction. It's like a northeast, southwest situation in the name. Okay, tell me. Eastern State Penitentiary. Eastern State Penitentiary. That sounds familiar. I'm going to guess that's number eight. Divide that Four. by two. Yes. Good there job. Go. I was going to say, nice. I, eight divided by two is? You got it. Four. Now I'm questioning my math skills. Four. <laughs> no, you got it. So, the Eastern State Penitentiary is in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It was built in 1829 as a solitary confinement prison, which is, like, fucking horrible, as we know, for mm. humans. Mm -hmm. Prisoners mm -hmm. typically lived alone, exercised alone, ate alone, and when the inmates left their cells, a guard would cover their head with a hood so that they couldn't see or be seen. Oh, wow. The solitary confinement was what ended the prison because one, it became overcrowded and two new forms of punishment were implemented and thus made this outdated and cruel. Not that the new forms are better, outdated yes. and cruel. Various punishments such as the iron gag was used, mm. which is a mouth restraint connected to handcuffs, kind of like a horse bit, but with razors on it. So you can't move. Like on your tongue um, so you can't talk. Yeah, just a casual punishment. Reported paranormal happenings have included disembodied laughter, shadowy figures, pacing footsteps, and one handyman 
said that a cell door slammed behind him and he was stuck inside for what seemed like forever before the door finally released and he was able to escape. Wow. Awful, awful, awful conditions. Today, the prison is open for walking tours all throughout the year, and during the Halloween season, six smaller haunted attractions are created in the prison to bring in more visitors. What? How would you feel about visiting an actual haunted place as a haunted house? I wouldn't go. I wouldn't either. I would not. Because that haunted houses scare me already, especially when they're like isolated like that. Because I feel like it's like this weird thing where real murderers can go and get away with crimes. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, you're it's still hanging on to the me. fucking bodies thing that I told you. <laughs> That's scary. I don't like that. There was a haunted house that had like rubber bodies hanging from the ceiling that you had to like work your way through in Vancouver. But in that particular instance, there was an actual body in the mix. <laughs> Somebody had killed somebody oh, no. that a real murderer put in there and put in him in there and then left the scene because I always think about that shit because yeah. I've gone to those haunted attractions like sometimes they're out in the middle of nowhere. Like haunted forests? Yeah, yeah, yeah I've done that. What the fuck is that? And no. like that is the perfect place for a murderer yeah. to go yes. and just, man. Don't get any ideas, listeners. Nick. This is like a great like book or movie <laughs> idea though. It is. Yeah. It's going to be written by uh, the Twisted and Uncorked podcast featuring Nick Amell. Yeah, at the Stanley Hotel is where we'll write it. Yeah, that's where we're going to write it. Exactly. We got this. Something else you said stood out to me. The inmates, the prisoners at Eastern State Penitentiary had as many toilets available to them or more than the Winchester house at the beginning. Yeah, correct. Probably more. (laughs) I hope more. I hope they didn't just have one toilet. I hope so too. But stranger things have occurred in prisons, so. Yeah. (laughs) Also true. Awful. We all follow people online, and we do it because they make us laugh, or they inspire us, or maybe we even have a little crush on them. But who do those people follow? Every week on the Follow Friday podcast, you'll find that out. It's a guide to the best people on the internet. On Follow Friday, you'll hear your favorite writers, podcasters, comedians, and more talking about who they follow and why. Past guests have included Song Exploder host Rishi Keish Hirway, YouTube star Tom Scott, New York Times writer Kara Swisher, and many more. You can search for Follow Friday in your podcast app now, or just go to followfridaypodcast.com to learn more. That's followfridaypodcast.com. Check them out. Okay, well then, I needed the asylum. Yes. Let's skip the asylum for now. Because we think you'll get that one. Let's go to the brewing company. I have no idea. So this is probably one that you, yeah, you probably haven't heard. But I'm going to ask you, it is in what is considered the most haunted city in America. Because it's, I think, the oldest or one of the oldest. Do you know what city that is? Is that Salem? No. It is on the East Coast, but it's Souther. Um... Fuck. I, oh, uh, Virginia somewhere, right? Very close. All right, I don't know. So Southern Savannah, State. Georgia. Savannah, Georgia, guys. Nailed it. Do I have to tell you everything? Yeah, I know. We, I know. We should be ashamed of ourselves. <laughs> so Savannah. Savannah, Georgia. Guys, mm-hmm. come on. Duh. You're host God. of True Crime Podcast. You should know this stuff. <laughs> Do you want to guess what number it is? That is Moon River Brewing Company, by the way. Oh. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Shit. I didn't even say what it was. Moon River Brewing Company. You have one, eight, and nine left. And we said we're skipping number one. So Yeah. One has to be the asylum. Yeah. So this is number nine. Eight. Oh, my God. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Man, you're too good at this. It's almost like you have a tennis podcast. I've been thinking about starting one someday. So Savannah, Georgia itself has been named the most haunted city in America by a few sources. The building itself began as a hotel in 1821, then served as a hospital Mm-mm. for those suffering from yellow fever during the Civil War. Guests have reported seeing a woman in old-timey clothing staring down from the top of the staircase. Others have included a taunting spirit named Toby in the basement 
and a spirit named Mrs. Johnson upstairs. <laughs> when spirits make themselves known enough that they are named, that's when I'm out. <laughs> How do we know these aren't just people? <laughs> Somebody was just really drunk on the brewing visit, and they were like, Toby! <laughs> well, yeah, well, it's like you look and you see a woman staring down from the top of the stairs at you it's like okay it's just a fucking woman that lives there, or that works there or whatever that she's really pissed off at your drunkenness usually the ghosts are very translucent like you see them but you also see the person standing behind them somehow you know hmm. it's creepy but do you believe if you believe that um some or all hauntings are based on like energies that have been created rather than like a dead person is that entity still in the form of a like human ghost so there was this whole big huge experiment that happened with a whole bunch of people from the paranormal psychical whatever that houdini was a part of where they together thought out this ghost completely made up they were like this person's gonna be from this area this person's gonna have this color hair this person's gonna wear these time period clothes and their thoughts, you know, literally they just thought about these things that they they mm -hmm. thought about them so much. And then they were like, this spirit haunts at this hotel. And people at that hotel started saying, I saw a spirit and it looks like this. And it matched that description. Mm. So I think if everyone agrees on it, then yeah. They manifested it. Kind of like why we asked you earlier, do you believe like your brain can play tricks on you in such a way that, yeah, that person has manifested that. Right. So I think that whatever it looks like is a decided thing by everyone there. Maybe it started by like one bartender was like, yeah, sometimes we see this. And then everyone who listened to the story also was like, mm -hmm. oh, so that is here. That makes sense. You know, like an urban legend of the paranormal universe. Creepy. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't either. This is the only place on our list, actually, that is not used as a haunted attraction specifically. It's just a bar and a restaurant. They're known way more for their brews than for their booze. Booze as in boo. Booze yeah. as in ghost booze? Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, that can be confusing. Sorry, I, I try to be funny. That was good. That was slow clap worthy. I like that. That was good. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so you can still go there and get a uh, brew or a boo, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dealer's choice. Yep. Now, do they kind of embrace their haunted status? They don't surprisingly which makes me frustrated like seems like a waste yeah. of opportunity for sure it also makes it seem more real though like if they're not even talking about it and you see it right that might be a real ghost it's like they really want to like be hush hush mm -hmm. about the whole situation they know interesting yeah. it's like it's bad for business guys yeah we got a lot of stops on our ghost tour guys we do so we're many. gonna be busy we got at least eight episodes <laughs> so far you got two more uh, okay, well then let me try to, well, I'm not going to get number nine unless you give me help. You're not. It's a house. It is a historical house. Why don't you tell the, the history of it first, Alicia? Yes. So, without saying the name. Oh, okay. Right. No pressure. <laughs> the history of the house in, sorry, in 1852, James, also known as Yankee Jim, Robinson was hung by the, his neck for the crimes of grand larceny. Thomas and Anna Blank, named after the house, built the house on the spot where Robinson died a few years later. The two had six children. One of them died of scarlet fever as an infant, and the other of them committed suicide at the age of 22. Thomas and Anne almost, and almost all of the other children died in the home of natural causes. So it's just full of death. Breeding ground for haunting. Yeah, yes. as, as it will, yeah. Uh, Yankee Jim's ghost, his footsteps can be heard clumping or clumping? Who wrote this, Sarah? Was this you or clumping. So this is like I don't know. <laughs> I thought you guys were professionals. Clumping, come on. I don't know. <laughs> It's not the adjective I would have chosen, but I love it now. <laughs> is that a word? Why isn't there a so. squiggly line under it? That's what I want to know. I don't know. Clumping. There's no squiggly line. You guys went from like <laughs> the wind, the high of bruise and booze to the low clumping. <laughs> oh, Alicia wrote this then. I oh, wrote the bruise and booze. I think I meant to write clamoring around and then somehow it was like yeah, clumping sword. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Both Mr. and Mrs. Whaley, a young girl, and even the family dog have also been known to make an appearance in ghost form. This is the Whaley House. Whaley, okay. Of San Diego, California. Where the ghosts clump around. Where they clump. Isn't that the nutty professor last name? Professor Clump? <laughs> oh, yeah, that is. Yeah. <laughs> He's also there, too. In the 1960s, the U.S. Commerce Department classified the Whaley House as officially haunted. Whatever that means. Who did this? Who, who classified it? The U.S. Commerce Department. Huh. Officially haunted is what they said. <laughs> and it had been a museum since the 60s, but recently it closed due to COVID regulations, Ooh. and I don't think it ever opened back up. Yeah, it is a California historical landmark. Yeah. The 22-year-old, you said she committed suicide, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. Her suicide note read, this is from Wikipedia, it says her note re reads, Mad from life's history, swift to death's mystery, glad to be hurled, Anywhere, anywhere out of this world. I wrote that too. Uh, I guess that might be from a poem or book or something. That's kind of awesome. If I ever completed suicide, which I would never, but I would make it real like Dr. Susie on my way out if I had to. That's a great idea. I would own up to like a whole bunch of unsolved crimes <laughs> that I didn't commit. Why would you do that? You know, like <laughs> Sierra! I was D.B. Cooper. I just have to go. D.B. Cooper. Know? Yeah. <laughs> I was the Zodiac. <laughs> so you look like every white man, Sierra? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and next to Zodiac Killer, well, we've officially solved everything. We can uh, retire here, guys. Now, do they accept your admission of guilt after your death? Is people investigate it for the rest of their lives. <laughs> She's just living to confuse the shit out of people. D.B. Cooper from... I don't know what, the 60s or something? 70s? 70s. Was Sierra. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. Number one is an asylum. Yeah. Yes. It's a pretty well-known name. And it's in a state that you would think of a really unwell asylum would be. Texas? No, but that's a good That's guess. a really good guess. <laughs> is it in the South? Yes. Technically, I think. Virginia? It touches Virginia. West Virginia. There you go. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> do you know what it's called? So what do you guys hate everyone in West Virginia or just most everyone in West have Virginia? Have you ever seen The Hills Have Eyes? Yes. Is uh, that West Virginia? That's West Virginia. Uh, yeah. Got it. Say no more. <laughs> <It> scares me. <laughs> West Virginia <laughs> Asylum. I know I'm going to know it once I hear the name. Trans Allegheny. Allegheny. Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. Yep. Yes. I'm going to pretend you didn't clearly Google that. AKA the Weston State Hospital in West Virginia. It opened in 1864. The hospital was built to house 250 patients in solitude. By the end of its time, though, it housed 2,600 patients. Holy shit. Obviously, it was overcrowded as a result, though. Some patients were even locked in cages to keep them under control. The hospital was also known as the home of the ice pick lobotomy Ew. projects in West mm. Virginia. Hundreds of people died here before the facility closed finally in 1994. God damn. 1994. Like, that went on for way too fucking long. Oh, my God. 94. Yeah, I'm shocked by that, too. Yeah. The spirits that are said to haunt the site today date back to the Civil War era, and the asylum's grounds served as a military post and, of course, the patients who were subjected to the awful living conditions and torture are often seen here as well. That's insane. Not to totally derail us, but according to Wikipedia, this place is the second largest hand-cut sandstone building in the entire world. What? The only one bigger being the Moscow Kremlin. Congratulations. That's actually pretty cool. Isn't that fucking insane? It's super cool. It's a very random fact. Yes. You know what? But anyway, Casual yeah. flex. Every building's got to have one. <laughs> Casual flex, yeah. 
So the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum was actually renamed to the Weston State Hospital in the 90s because... Because lunatic is offensive? Yeah, political correctness. <laughs> However, when it became a tourist attraction, the owner changed the name back in order to create a museum and show how awful the history was and the way people with mental illness were treated back then. There are multiple tour options today including daytime guided, flashlight, and overnight. Nope. Nope. Next out. I don't think I even have to think about that one. Would you I would guys? Not stay there you would overnight. not. Okay, but uh -huh. what about you? Yeah. You would? But I'm fucked up, so I would. No, I would guided? Go. Guided for sure. Overnight? Fuck no. Yeah, I'm with you. Guided I would do. There is a haunted fort here that I, I, I'm trying to convince Sierra to stay with at some point, too. Yeah. I asked her, I was like, but are there like professionals there overnight? Because I don't want to stay anywhere where I can't call for help. The professionals are actually serial killers pretending oh, to God. be professionals. Okay, never going. That's the premise of our book, Nick. Shh. Stop telling oh. people. <laughs> Spoiler, sorry. Well, that, yeah, this place looks scary in the pictures. Yeah, that one is terrifying. That one probably has the worst stories about it as far as crime goes. I mean, those are definitely crimes. It's been on all kinds of shows like Ghost Stories, Ghost Hunters, Destination Fear. It was also on episode 60 of the podcast Lore. Oh, I love That's that podcast. That's such a good podcast. Plenty out there if people want to dive into it. And if anybody is looking to come and hang out with us <laughs> for this uh, book tour slash recording tour slash scaring the shit out of Nick, let us know. We're going to be traveling... <laughs> To a lot yes. of different parts of the country here. Mostly in the southern states, but uh, seems like donations it, yeah. are welcomed. Well, can you guys believe that I did it? You did. I almost can't believe it. <laughs> you almost can't. I actually can't <laughs> believe it. Well, why don't you take us back through the top 10? Sure. Number 10, we have the Shanghai Tunnels in Portland, Oregon which was covered on episode five of Twisted and Uncorked. Casual plug. Number nine, we have the Whaley House of San Diego, California. Number eight is Moon River Brewing Company of the most haunted city in America, Savannah, Georgia. Number seven is Lizzie Borden's Bed and Breakfast in Fall River, Massachusetts. Number six is the Winchester Mystery House in San Jose, California. Number five, the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado. Number four, the Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Number three, Myrtle's Plantation in St. Francisville, Louisiana. Number two, the Velisca Axe Murder House in Iowa. And number one, the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, also known as the Western State Hospital in Western Virginia. Which one would you guys want to visit most? Ooh. Definitely Myrtle's Plantation. Yeah, Myrtle's Plantation's mine too. Really, I think most for me, even though we just talked about how um, awful it is, is <laughs> the Lizzie Borden bed and breakfast. Yeah, that, that would be my second. Just there's so much history there. Yes, so much. And, and allegedly she took an axe and gave her father 40 wax. So I need to know more. Yeah, really? I'd never heard that. It's so fascinating. It almost sounds like it could go in a song <laughs> or something. I know. We should make a song out of it, guys. Least want to visit is for sure. I mean, for scary factor, yeah. for sure, the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. But for kind of boring factor, the Whaley House doesn't seem that interesting to me, in all honesty. Yeah, or the brewing company. I just don't know because you go yeah, there and too. it's like everyone's just around sitting, a sitting at a bar drinking. Or not they a bar, are not as excited to be there as you are. Yeah. yeah. It's just like a day. Yeah. 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 Just for sheer like maliciousness of the spirits that are inevitably there, mine would be the, the lunatic asylum because yeah. the way that people with mental illness were treated back then is awful. Yeah. But mm -hmm. like ice pick lobotomy is like, get out of here with that nonsense. I can't even... And Mental illness is a very loose term because sometimes women just like finally stood up to their husbands and their husbands was like, oh, she's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> she's hysterical, quote unquote. Oh, God. We got to put her away. <sighs> women be shopping. Give her a hysterectomy. You know what? It's really that. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's where the word comes from. <laughs> 
Great. Well, this was a ton of fun, even though you guys were kind of rude at times. But uh, <laughs> do you want to give one last plug for your show and maybe like any topics that you have coming up or um, recent topics you've covered, just any kind of shout outs you want to do for your podcast? Yeah. So we release episodes every Tuesday. We're on any listening platform that you listen to podcasts as well as YouTube. You can watch videos of us as well. Recently, we covered as a haunted story, the Queen Mary, which is a boat. So we did not involve it on this list. But we also do, you know, just normal, everyday true crime stuff as well. So if you're into true crime, definitely check us out. Yeah. And uh, I know the episode I most recently listened to was a fascinating story that I hadn't heard before about a girl being catfished and being convinced Cynthia to... Hoffman. Yeah. Yes. Fucking crazy. And then have it downloaded, but I haven't listened to it yet, is your um, Alaska serial killer episode on Robert Hansen. He's the worst. And yeah, you guys cover a lot of well-known and lesser-known topics, so I appreciate Mm -hmm. that. We like to mix it up. And again, me and Brandon were on, trying to find the episode number here, maybe you guys know. It's our bonus episode called The One with All the Bodies and the Tennish Boys. It was released in July of 2021. There you go. There's a video version of that as well on your YouTube channel. Yes, there is. Yep. Yep. That one was lots of fun. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, We need to do that again. We need to do this again. I'll have you guys on again for sure. We'll try not to make you look as bad this time. I want to guess a list. Yeah, well, we'll let you put us on the spot. I guess you guys haven't (laughs) guessed a list, have you? No, we've given you two lists now. That's right. Okay. That's a deal. Yes. Guys, sincerely, thank you for coming on. Until next time, keep it twisted.